Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. And when faith is contaminated, just like anything else, it won't work. So the enemy tries, one of his shots is to try to shoot you with panic or fear or something. It's going to happen to me, so forth, so forth and so on. And the Bible even talks about love, that, that uh, perfect love casts out fear. So one man said, you can tell, you know, when people are not exercising and walking in love, he said, seeing fear starts taking them over. This fear, here's some of the things that it causes. Fright, watch this. Torment, look at this. Horror, Psalm chapter 55 and verse 5. Dread, Exodus chapter 15, verse 16. Watch this. Fear of death, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Faithless, Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. Terror, a sense of danger or impending evil, foreboding, so forth. It causes anxiety and worry. Worry is disguised fear. Um, it calls carefulness, undue caution. Some people, uh, well, I'm just perfectionist. No, you're not. You're in fear. <laughs> you know? Now, there is a perfectionist category, but a lot of perfectionist people are in fear. They, they, they um, and, and I'm not saying anything not wrong with, anything is wrong with excellence or trying to work something out to perfection. I understand that. But there is a way that you can get overbalanced in that and which would be induced by fear. You're not running towards something anymore. You're running from something. And another one is um, uh, agitation, easily agitated, and, and timidity. Well, I'm just shy. No, you feel fear. Um, and then um, worry, uh, shyness, uh, a sense of inferiority, uh, rejection, which is called the fear. And fear drives people. See, it drives people. A lot of people are driven. And so you think it's, it's boldness, but it's not driven by the spirit of fear. All right? And inadequacy, sense of inadequacy all the time. And uh, uh, tension, real tension, stress, and all that. Fear, fear-based. And uh, fear of man, you're afraid to say anything, and so forth, Proverbs 29, 25. Fear of poverty, and people running from it, and fear it. And that means fear is still in control. Uh, phobias, you know, fear of heights, um, fear of flying, you know, in that, well, I just, I'm just, I just don't like to fly, fear of flying. Well, no, you don't, you fear dying. <laughs> That's what you fear. And, um, and so forth. Um, um, so it goes on down to five types of, uh, of, of people confess, so forth, fear. And it goes on down to some other things. Also um, causes nerve uh, problems like neurosis. It causes uh, uh, ner nervous breakdowns. It causes uh, neuralgia. It causes um, neuritis and so forth, all the nerve endings and so forth. See, that's why I'm just about to confess peace every day. <laughs> you know what I have to do sometime with this, sometime with folks, <laughs> you know, you're hanging around. But anyway, um, people who are riddled with fear can die from it. And it's interesting, can die from it. 
you know? And, and remember what it talks about, some people, heart stops because of, 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 of fear. And that's the natural fears in the last days. Uh, also, um, terrifying thoughts and all of that and pressure fear will bring for that. Um, voodoo um, uses uh, the spirit of fear and uh, she brings out here that um, demon power um, gives people a sense of fear about what's going to happen to them, um, so forth and so on, etc. And, and terror comes on them. And these spirits must be resisted by, by Jesus, by, by the blood of Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, by the name of Jesus, and by the Word of God. Put fear to flight by the Word of God. And see, I look at this this way, that the first thing Satan does to try to get into a person's life usually is deception or fear. Deception, he deceived Eve, you know. But in Job's case, the thing that I feared most has come upon me. Job was surrounded by a wall of blessing. Nothing could get to him except his mind. And that enemy kept coming in and pecking at his mind. And the next thing you know, fear. Fear of what? Not going to make it. Fear of marriage going bad. Fear of, 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 of failing in school. Fear of so forth and so on. It's done all kinds of things to people. Because it's not the Spirit of God. So I'm just saying to you right now that uh, over in um, Numbers chapter 23 and 23, if you look over there, because the enemy will send fear with a disease to have people fear it. And Job said, the thing that I feared most has come upon me. And it's amazing how that can happen. Look what he said in verse 23. He says that surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. Nothing will work against you if you stay in faith. If you stay in faith. You don't want this. To, you don't want your faith. But your, your shield of faith keeps, keeps you. It keeps your mind. It keeps your mind. You, how's you it keeps saying the word. Say, say what the word says. Say the word. Remember, God is in you. He's not out there. He's in you. And he's ready for you to just say something so he can do it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. First John 4, 4. This movie, and it was called um, uh, Truman. I don't know whether you've ever seen it. It's a clean movie. And it's called Truman. But what it was about is about this man who had created this world. And he had created this world, and all, everything in this world was, was auto, uh, automated, meaning that he could make it rain whenever he wanted to. He could make uh, waters come up uh, on the seashore whenever he wanted to. Um, he could make uh, um, people. He had staged people that when 8 o'clock came, looked like people were going to work. But Truman, somehow, his eyes of his understanding were enlightened. He, he lifted up, he, he saw something, he said, wait a minute, that's the same guy coming out of the same drugstore that I saw at eight o'clock last Tuesday, last Wednesday, last, that's the same guy. He said, wait a minute, something, something. And then one lady who they put in the picture because Truman was born in this world. He was, the, the whole, it was like a Soap operas, soap operas, okay. It was like that. It would come on every day, every day, every day. The Truman Show, the Truman Show. And they had him born on the set. He was born on the set. So all he knew was that world. But all of a sudden, his eyes, one day, and then they had this lady here, and she, for some reason, was kind of a, if you will, kind of rebellious against what this guy had planned uh, to keep Truman in this bubble. And so she came, she said, hey, you, 
this is a trick. You, you know, whatever she said to him. The movie's called Truman. And the next thing you know, she, uh, he, he started waking up. And even his best friend really was his best friend. It was staged, so his best friend, so forth. And then how did they keep him from wanting to get out of that environment? Once, when he was young, he tried to launch out and go out into the ocean and so forth. Well, it really wasn't an ocean. It was a body of water that had a limit to it that they'd put set up on the stage. And then they made waves come up and he almost drowned and so forth. Well, now he's fearful of ever going toward that water again. And that's what the enemy will do. He will cause experiences in your life that will cause panic, will cause fear. And that spirit of fear will come in and live from that day and will live right there. And then all of a sudden, when you get to that boundary, fear will come up. It'll come up. And you can see that over in Mark chapter four, verse 35 through 41. He said, let us go to the other side. In other words, we're going to break the boundary on your life. And then they started to the other side. And then when they started to the other side, here comes Satan. Here comes the waves. Here's what they said. They said, oh my goodness. They said, we're going to die. And they woke up Jesus. He said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Notice how fear can hide until it's time for fear to show up and come up. And the next thing you know, you miss a great opportunity or somebody. I decree from this day forward, fear will never, ever control your life again. What do you do with the spirit? You cast them out. I command the spirit of fear. You hear me right now. I command you to come out of that person. That person is born again and spirit filled and you have no right to their lives. I command you to come out now in Jesus name. Now, I thank you, Lord, that the spirit of power and love and a sound mind is coming into them right now. Father, I thank you from this day forward, every opportunity that had passed them, everything that Satan has stolen through fear and, 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 and terror, I command those things to be restored in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for it. We give you praise. They will never fear again. From now on, you will be fearless in the name of Jesus. Praise God. We're going to give a few minutes for questions. The one thing I say is this, is God told me one time, he said, son, you know, what you need to do is get the hindrances out. Get the hindrances out. It's almost like he wants to manifest but there are hindrances there. And in this one, it could be some, you know, some fear and so forth and so on. If you look at Mark chapter four, he gave four different types of soil. Well, five really, but four different types of soil. And he talked about uh, these soil that, that this, whatever it was, couldn't manifest because of the types of soil. It could be bitterness, unforgiveness. It could be presumption rather than real faith. It could be the fact that I need to meditate the word and I'm trying to live off of somebody else's faith or whatever have you. So I say the quick step, the, the quickest step is to go back and really start standing on that word, start standing on that word and, and just adopt this idea that you're going to be bold with it. You're going to stand on it. You're not going to be shy about it. Somebody asks you, you're going to say it. And okay, you know, Abraham had to tell some people that he's a father of many nations before he had a, a single child. 
You, you know what I mean? I'm just saying Jesus, when he came in the room to deliver this Jairus' daughter, he had to say something in front of somebody, you know what I mean? So and sometimes the enemy tries to get you and shut you down. But David said five times, four to five times, what he's going to do to Goliath before he did it. And it was all pretty much public. And so I'm just saying sometimes there's a fear inside of us that what if this doesn't work and so forth. Get rid of doubt and get rid of unbelief. You believe that word of God, set yourself in it, and then say it every day. Confession brings possession. Say it every day. I'd say it once in the morning, once at night, because I need an acceleration on some things. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really do. So one man said one of the biggest things you need to do is act on the word of God. Make up your mind you're going to act on what you see and what you hear in the word of God. And when you do, that accelerates the, the pace of it. And understand that God can do it for you overnight. You know, set up for miracles, set up for the supernatural. Believe God for it. God has prospered all of us. I mean, it's no doubt about it. I mean, he's got a house, um, a warehouse full of abundance, but it's invisible. Now, what you have to do is rise up above this natural, physical, three-dimensional world. You have to rise up above it. And to rise up above it, you got to do something with fear. Let me show you an example. Second Kings, Second Kings chapter 6. Over in Second Kings chapter 6, this is when um, Elisha was surrounded by the Syrian army that came by night to take him, see. But notice what has happened in verse 15. It said, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, master, how shall we do? Watch this. And he answered, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. What does fear tend to do? Fear will keep you in the three-dimensional world. It won't let you go. It won't get to let you go to the fourth dimension. It won't let you go to the invisible. Fear keeps you locked into it. You can't see. See, that's why this is a fear-based society. And that's why the enemy has to keep it that way. Because he's got to keep people in this sense realm. He can't let them afford to get out of this. Because up there, they'll rule him. So he can't let him for you. So he keeps fear, fear of everything. How much insurance can I give you? Praise God. How much this and that? How, how, you know, how, how many uh, uh, safety devices do you, how many locks do you want on your car, how, uh, your house? Uh, how many? So he, everything is fear-based. It's, it's made that way. It's, it's all around. He's a God of this world, the fear-based world, because he is the spirit of fear. But once you come over to that other side, you, you can start protecting yourself. He said, Lord, he, he opened his eyes and he opened his eyes. And there he's the young man. And he saw the whole, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha, not around about him, even though he was with Elisha, because his faith wasn't being used. It was Elijah was being used. And you have a guarantee over here that this whole idea that the angels of the Lord can camp around about you and keep you and deliver you. That's what it says in Psalm chapter 34, verse 7. So my point to you is, is that you can live by faith. I think the way I could see them all or I could see certain things and so forth, 
The first thing she says is fear not. Notice with the woman who had one more meal left, fear not. And I think when we can get that fear out, fear tolerated is faith contaminated. You can't move it, can't see. And so we get that fear out. And once you get that fear out, let me tell you, you can see all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'm telling you now, just remove the fear. Just remove, you can see your mistakes. You can see everything. Just remove the fear and let that faith take over. And that faith, that vision of faith, things of faith, you'll start seeing things that you didn't see, discerning things that you never discerned, so forth and so forth. I think the way I could see them all or I could see certain things and so forth, the first thing she says is fear not. Notice with the woman who had one more meal left, fear not. And I think when we can get that fear out, fear tolerated is faith contaminated. You can't move it, can't see. And so we get that fear out. And once you get that fear out, let me tell you, you can see all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'm telling you now, just remove the fear. Just remove, you can see your mistakes, you can see everything. Just remove the fear and let that faith take over. And that faith, that vision of faith, things of faith, you'll start seeing things that you didn't see, discerning things that you never discerned, so forth and so forth. Now, here's where it is according to your faith. You're not going to move outside of that. But here's what I advise everybody listening to me to do. Go on a faith diet. Every day, every day, hear that word of faith preached. Every day. I guarantee you most things that are in your life will be broken, that are being held back. But I'm just saying, just every day, listen to this word and set your sight on the fact that you're not waiting on God, that the enemy is sitting on your stuff. Now, when I say that, I mean, God has already given it to you. If you're begging for it from God, you're begging the wrong person. He's already given it to you. What you need sometimes is God's mercy or whatever have you for him to help you achieve that. But, you know, one man said it, I'll tell you, when he said it, I'll tell you, just, just thrill me. He said, anything in my house, if I find out that it didn't come by faith, I want it out. <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you, man, that's when you're walking by faith. But I'm just saying what it is, um, we believe God for a ministry airplane and so forth and so on. That came by faith. We believe in God. True enough, you'll have people to help you and so forth and so on. But faith is doing the work. We believe God for the shopping mall. Faith doing it. We believe God for the Joseph Business School. Faith did that work, putting that together. People have tried to duplicate that and can't do it because it's up here. It came by, by faith, by discernment, by calling things that be not as though they were. So I'm just saying, don't get frustrated with yourself. Don't say, well, no, no. No, I said, Lord, now, you, you know, I'm just saying squeeze out all unbelief. Squeeze it out. So, Lord, I, whatever is in me that is unbelieving or whatever have you, show it to me so I can get it out of here. And so forth. But I'm believing for this and I need this thing. Now, the last way to get it to move is like the woman did. Get yourself a target. Get yourself a target. The tendency that we have is to move the, the, the circumstances 
or, or, or provisions or things that we're believing for to move them out um, rather than move them in. You, you know what I mean? I mean, we, and I'll, I'll share this with you. There, there are some things, for example, we had a part, the, the only piece that the mall that we didn't own was a piece that was privately owned. It was a little piece, okay, and so forth. But it was, it was, it was, um, uh, the, we asked the man, could he, would he sell it to us? First he wouldn't, but then he said, I'll sell it to you for 5.5 million. Well, I just asked God about that. He said, no, son, you can get it for three, three, five. Pay three, five for it. That's what he told me. I said, oh, okay. So I told the people, I said, listen, you can talk to him, but tell him we'd like to get it for three, five. And he said, oh, that's ridiculous. He said, no, it's 5.5. Tell Dr. Winston it's 5.5. Okay. All right. So what did I do? I said, okay. Now, I waited a little bit. Faith did the work. God talked to the man in his sleep, I guess, or whatever. And he came back and said, tell him I'll let him have for 3.5. Okay, fine, 3.5. So here I am. This is about January, February. Started to raise the money for 3.5. He said, give me a quarter of a million dollars down, and you give me, I'll give you to September 1st to have my money. If you don't have the money, I will take this quarter of a million, keep that, earn this money, and you won't get them all. And you won't get it, especially for three, three, five. Okay, about some March, I'm watching the money come in. You know, I'm telling people about it. We're going to buy it and so forth. That money is coming in there in drips, in drips. So I said, Lord, what, what, what shall I do here? He said, go to two scriptures. One of the scriptures was in First Samuel. It said, God would deliver us by many or by few. So, okay. That means that God could have one man to give me that 3.5 million. Boom. Now this word brought faith. And faith now I got for one man. See, two people, if that's the case. Now my faith is built for them. I got to have a word to build faith. I can't build faith without the word. And then he gave me another scripture. He gave me the scripture out of Esther, Esther chapter 4. And, and Mordecai told Esther, so Esther, if you don't go before the king for us, God would deliver us some other way. And what did Esther do? She three days fast and, and put on a royal apparel and went before the king and so forth. And what did God, what did king do? He delivered them. Now, he said, take those two scriptures and read them to the congregation and tell them, if you don't give, no pressure, God will have delivered me some other way, this money. And he said, show them both scriptures and tell them. I said, yes, sir. I'm following God because he's got a strategy to get you the money when you need it. See, if I can touch his clothes, I show him. It was all based on when she touched his clothes. Right there, the power was released. Right there, she got to heal it. See, see, you waiting on God, waiting on A lot of that is not waiting, you know. It's God has done his part. There's some obstacles there somewhere, roadblocks. And so what happened? I said that. Once I said that, it opened up my mind to people outside of the people that were sitting in front of me to get and that money flooded in there. So I, because of how I saw God was going to delude, do this or limited God in the way he could do this, I restricted the way this money could come. And the next thing you know, it didn't come. So I had to get loosed. It was me. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter five, verse 13, he said, 
because of no knowledge, my people are still in captivity. They're still in captivity because of no knowledge. What kind of knowledge? Revelation. Revelation of what? They found it in the Word. Found it in the Word. Let my people go. Let my money go. Now, that money came flooding in there. Let me tell you, I said, Latasha downtown, or she was our CFO at that time. I said, take this money, cash money. I said, take it down there and give. And it, the, the lawyer was waiting on her to come. And I said, do not let them talk you out of it. You come back here with my, my bill of sale of my title deed. And let me tell you, she went, she said, Pastor, they tried to talk me out. They told me, could you give me half of it? <laughs> and so forth. See, that enemy is trying, because Brother Oral Roberts said this. He said, one of the toughest fights you're going to have is property. The enemy thinks it's his. And people, I <laughs> say that too, but property. So, boom, what happened? We got it. He said, I've given you freely. He said, I've given you all things. I think apartment buildings are waiting for us. I think, come on, I think uh, all kinds of uh, inventions are waiting for us. Listen, folks, you, you're not going to see where God is going to limit himself to what the Internet can do. <laughs> I'm telling you now, you know, if the Internet, if Google side did not even take our broadcast, well, you don't want your honor. No, for God will have a, a system that is going to be invented by the church and it will be higher than that, guaranteed. Guarantee if God's people will open and let God be God in their lives. That's all I've got. My name is Bill Winston, and I approve this message. God bless you. Keep walking the faith. Today's message entitled Faith Puts You in Command was from our Facebook Live series, Talking Faith. The full message is available in its entirety free of charge on our YouTube channel at Dr. Bill Winston. Don't forget to subscribe and click the notification bell to make sure you get our latest videos. Want more content related to today's message to build your faith? Order Putting Faith to Work. In these times, developing your faith is vitally important. When faith is fully developed, you begin to talk, think, and act like God. If you treat your faith like a seed, you'd plant it. And you'd plant it by saying it. Once you speak it, the soil of your heart grabs it. This is putting faith to work. You can't say what you see. You got to say what he said. When you say what he said, he can watch over his word and make it good. Now speak the word only. Faith is your servant. Now put him to work. Open your spiritual eyes and allow God to excite your imagination to see your greatest destiny. In Pastor Winston's dynamic teaching, putting faith to work. To order on CD or DVD, contact us online at BillWinston.org or by phone at 1-800-711-9327.